So I'd like to talk a little bit about your background. I was looking at your bio on your website. It's a lovely website, by the way. Um, and I came across um, that you did a significant amount of work with um, hospitals in Afghanistan. Um, and you did talk about further um, other tr work that you've done um, in sort of like trauma sectors. Do you think you can go into that a little bit? Yeah, yes. I, I worked at a trauma hospital in Afghanistan. Uh, it's called a, uh, well, it's in Kandahar. It was the largest trauma hospital at the time in, in Afghanistan. Uh, so, yeah, I, I worked on that as part of an embed, an embed with, uh, with native forces. Uh, and I've worked in other uh, trauma-related environments, uh, such as a burn unit or uh, other hospital settings and other, both domestic and internationally. Mm-hmm. Um, now, is there anything that drew you to um, photographing those types of scenes in particular? Yeah, is there any, um, oh, is there any reason in particu particular why you chose to photograph those scenes um, as opposed to, I don't know, uh, any other line of work in uh, the photography sphere? Uh, it's a great question, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's a question that we're... It's a question that requires a lot of thought um, and, and an answer, but I think succinctly, we, we all gravitate towards spaces that we're, um, we have some sort of familiarity with or comfort with, uh, and I, I think we, I think it's just a space that I, I am really sympathetic to, that I care, care deeply for people in, in these situations. And I, I, I find a lot of purpose in sharing stories of people in these positions. And I think that purpose is important. And I think it's important to be able to, to augment and to, to, to help share uh, the stories of people who are going through these very difficult situations. Mm -hmm. um, well... With that answer, um, I want to ask you, did you see that, um, did you see like almost a cause for action um, in creating this uh, bolder, strong, still strong exhibit? That same, um, that same draw, that same... Um, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think that my previous work had it, had it formed me as the potential of, of this idea. So I covered the week afterwards. Um, I was a photojournalist for a long time and felt, felt the pull to uh, document the week after the shooting, but felt like there was more to be done. And leaning on prior experiences, I saw the, the power of documentary as, as a force of healing. And I, I, I hoped and it was my wish that a documentary project could assist in the healing, uh, knowing the, knowing that when people are seen and heard, uh, it can help assist them in their own healing. There's a type of disenfranchised grief that comes when one is experiencing trauma, and it's easy to feel alone in that trauma. 
but yet when we see others and hear others who are going through similar experiences, it helps pull us out of that, uh, that lack of connection. And it's through that shared experience that I think some healing can occur. Okay, that's that's perfect. Um, that's that's just what I want to hear because I wanted to ask you. Um, I I read about um, I read about uh, definitely what you said about the exhibit uh, with the Denver Post, and I wanted to question you on um, what healing looks like in these scenarios. Like, could you give could you give me an example of it? Yeah, that's a great question. Like we we had four sessions at the police department, drop-in sessions where people could come and, and be photographed. And the first day was, you know, a handful of people, but the word got out and each time uh, people would come, I, I, it, was, it clearly was, a, 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 it was that people were connecting with the experience because each time it kept growing. And by the fourth time, we, we had a, a room that was overflowing with people and uh, it was just heartening to see the response. If, if it wasn't done right and if it wasn't done in a way that people felt was um, helpful for them or you know, a, a positive experience, they wouldn't, have, they wouldn't have come. So the fact that it, it, grew, it grew and it grew fast um, was a testimony to the idea that I think people responded to it. And we have over 50, around 50 people, I'm sorry, we have around 70 people in the Portrait Archive. And that's just in a couple of months, two or three months. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. Now, um, now taking a step back just uh, from this, I do want to ask you, um, somewhat out of personal interest, how, um, um, the, the opening, it was, um, oh, I, am, am I getting the dates right? Was it this past um this friday, past yeah. this past weekend yeah that's this past friday yeah it was on the 18th yes that's correct um i'm assuming you were present at it uh yes. how how was it how was the opening um oh thanks for asking it was amazing we had, we had an amazing turnout for something that's so serious and deals with some really difficult issues i was really touched by the overwhelming response um, of the community, it was it was really wonderful to see. That's uh, that that's like exactly what I wanted to hear. Um, that uh, just combining these two ideas. Um, do you think that you're seeing that positive, uh, that positive growth, that um, that healing that you were just talking about? Did you see that Friday? I did. I did. In fact, I saw it directly and on a number of conversations of people uh, that I conversations that I had with people specifically with the police chief even I had a very very touching interaction with the police chief and uh, it, it, she said you know this helps bring the community together and I, that that's when you know we're doing something right when you're bringing the community together through the documentary form um, were other people I, I'm I was hoping um that other people that you have in the photo archive um, at the exhibit, uh, were those people present too? Did you see a lot of their faces? Yes, for sure. And in fact, one of them, who was a victim advocate, uh, sh shared with me, 
she didn't share this with me when I photographed her, but she told me that she was actually at the store at the time. And um, yeah, I, I saw it near the end of the night as it wound down. She was alone with her, her husband and she was crying. And they were, it, was an, it was a difficult but tender moment. And she was like, she was crying in a, in a sense of relief and, and feeling connected and less alone. That was really it's difficult, but Absolutely. it's, it's uh, encouraging to see people feeling feel. It's encouraging seeing people feel that they could come to a space and feel connected, and they can process that grief. And I, it's exactly the part of the goal of this project. Oh, that's um. Yeah, that that's really what I want to hear too about the um about the the goal of this. Um, now, I definitely wanted to ask you because um I was looking through the photo ar archive and I saw um the the quote that you included from a uh, a Sammy L uh, Lawrence um who said push through um and you'll eventually eventually. Well, push through this, uh, he was talking about a dark tunnel, and eventually you'll find yourself in a brighter place. Um, now, did that, did that quote, that idea of pushing through to a brighter place, are you seeing that, um, are you seeing that in these tender moments, in people's grief, in people's, um, in people coming together at this, uh, exhibit? For sure, and we can draw from a specific example. And one of the people who, are, who I photographed uh, wore clothing for the first time since that they wore it at the, at the day of the shooting. They wore their clothing for the first time for the portrait session as a way of reclaiming that, that space and that clothing and that idea. And that's that's a direct result of the, the collaborative effort that we're all working through and pushing through and, and trying to get to a brighter space. And she was doing that by coming and being photographed in the clothing that she wore that day. That is really powerful. I, I, I read that one too, but um, you reiterating it made me, um, made me remember that instance as well. That's, um, that, that must've been, incredibly difficult i'm i'm imagining uh did she must she must have told you uh how difficult it was um did, and did she choose to um do you know if she chose to wear those clothes reclaim that space uh after the portrait or was that um or was the po portrait just the right moment to reclaim that space that's a good question so she 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 wasn't sure if she was going to be able to wear the portrait, but uh, when she got there, she felt safe enough and strong enough uh, that she ch chose to do it. I, I was unaware of it until she got there that that, the, that was the clothing of the of the of the day of the shooting. But she had good support from um, mental health partners and people who were there to support her and. It was a very safe, safe space because it was very intense for her. Yeah, this is um, that's definitely an area I wanted to focus on. I'm, I've been curious on um, 
some of the more nuanced um, forms of, um, I guess, uh, trauma or um, uh, anything, anything that uh, would would trigger um, uh, bad emotional associations um, with uh, this horrible event. Um, so I wanted to ask you, um, uh, besides uh, this one instance with the the lady um, re-wearing uh, those clothes she wore, um, about uh, some other more um, hidden uh, intimate aspects of this that you only got to experience because you um, you went uh, and um, endeavored into um, into making this exhibit possible. Well, there was a guy who brought his shield, one of the police officers who was in the second wave after the first wave with Officer Tally. He, um, we, we made photographs of him first, and then he, he pointed out that he, he mentioned that he had brought his shield, and I asked him what that shield was, and he relayed to me that this is a shield that he, that he used to help lead the entry into the grocery store and you know that leads to the story where he he was one of the ones that took fire from the suspect and was yeah it was really harrowing and to be able to photograph him with that shield it's really powerful it's not you know an honor to it's an honor to be able to photograph him oh my god knowing that yeah um now Wow, he he took fire. That's um, and it that's uh, it took fire with that shield. Um, I'm imagining, right? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and I don't know if the shield was hit. Okay. But he, the suspect did fire rounds at him. Yes. Oh wow, oh my gosh. Um, now. Uh, wow. Um. Did this did this strike you any particular way? Um, just these these instances. Um, uh, did it did it make it um, hmm, all the more invigorating? Um, and, and working on this project. It, it makes me feel, it makes me care more for Boulder. Like you, know, you get to you get to hear. I call it a rippling effect. The, the rippling effect of that day and when it's happening or shortly after. We may run the the, the the idea of our heads as a, like a collective experience, and it is, but it also affects us individually in very specific ways. And to be able to to, to learn and to hear and to, to know the specific way the specific ways to how it impacted us, and then also to draw a type of mapping from the experience. So I feel lucky in that it's terrible. I don't want to minimize that. It's just, event, but to be able to, to map and to have a broader understanding of who did what and what response and when, including the healing that's being done now, it's a real privilege to be able to witness and understand that our entire community's response on an individual basis. That's perfect. Um, and I did want to, because you mentioned it, you mentioned the community, I, um, I'm asking now about um is there a significance in uh at least for you in having um 
the exhibit featured in uh, the Museum of Boulder, either uh, significance in the people that you've met or have known through the Museum of Boulder that have been um, integral to like pushing this project along, or uh, those who are sympathetic just are just as you are um, in this instance. I think the Museum of Boulder created a space um, where we could, could use journalism and documentary the documentary form, but it but house it in an archival form. Uh, you know, the Museum of Boulder speaks to the history of Boulder, so it was a, a, a perfect partnership and gave purpose to the project. Uh, and then having it on display enables the ability for each individual person in the portraits to have a physical presence uh, for people to come by and to see and to, to think about and to, to, to be with. Mm -hmm. Now, um, I'm I I while we um while we have that uh, idea in mind, I'm I want to ask you now about um just maybe switch gears a little bit and ask um what this exhibit I know we did mention healing before um is going to accomplish through its full lifespan um and maybe even after the fact that um it's on display like after April. Yeah, so it'll, well, it, I think having it up for three months just gives us some, a longer lifespan, uh, which is nice uh, than just a shorter iteration. I'll have an artist talk on the 28th at the museum during that window um, that will talk about the process of the, of the project. And then afterwards, the, the museum is will be installing a... A, a, a permanent exhibit that that they've recently got funding for that is more this is a new exhibit that will uh, track the, the history of Boulder and this this will be this will have a, a place in that permanent larger exhibit within the Museum of Boulder and then it'll also live in the in the in the permanent archive uh, and then the museum director has already mentioned to me that she. She can envision this having multiple iterations, um, perhaps at different markers of time, like a five-year marker. You can have retrospective exhibits that pulled from this archive. So we expect it to have a long lifespan. And that's the goal. It is to add to the archive of Boulder's history. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you know, they're in a metaphorical sense, um, not letting this um, this tragedy go by the wayside um, and making sure that it has longevity is definitely a, a goal that you have in mind. Right, and I think succinctly there is power in the idea of we were here during this time and then knowing who was here of that we is important. So each portrait capturing those specific people, those faces, um, and the clothes that they brought, the shields that they brought, the um, the the oh, the history that uh, comes with the portraits is um right. is they invaluable. Have a descriptor of their role that they do. You know, in the exhibit we have we have a wide range of people, anywhere from the police chief. We have the person who shot the suspect. 
the first a whole range of first responders. We have mental health workers and community members. Um, there's a wide range of people, and the exhibit will have descriptors of each of those. This is exactly what what um, we wanted to hear. Um, now I think we're just about to wrap up. But before we do, I wanted to ask if you had anything else to add to um, anybody who's listening, um, just about the exhibit, about yourself, um, and, or about like anything. Well, in particular. Thanks for asking. I think if, if there's anything to add, it, this is a collaborative experience. Uh, it takes people, the uh, it takes our community to say yes and to believe in the idea for it to even happen. So I'm very grateful for the community Boulder and all of the support around it to make it happen. Oh, well, that's, that's fantastic that you're, uh, that we're finishing it out that like that. Um, now I'm going to, uh, stop the recording here, but, uh, thank you so much, Ross Taylor. Yeah, great. Thanks for your interest. I really appreciate it. Of course.